When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This week on Jordan and Jake. I'm all about protecting the quarterback, Jordan. But... Yeah. I haven't got that upset in a while when I saw the perfect twist that we ran on defense and Gerald McCoy makes the the legal the legalist of legalist hits. I don't know if those are words that I just put together. Uh, we get the point. When you're one of the fans, which I am essentially once the game's over, you're on your own. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, hey, Panther fans, welcome to another edition of Jordan and Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, and with me, as always, is Jake DeLum. I don't know if I'm the host. I shouldn't say that. I'm the one that starts off the podcast. Jake's probably the person that people come to hear, but Jake DeLum, happy November. How you doing, buddy? Well, man, it's, uh, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to make a road trip up to Charlotte for a uh, for a big Panther game, a division game, and a Panther win. So I'm, uh, I'm chomping at the bid, buddy. Well, you know what? You're you're smart because I thought when I signed up to be the color guy splitting the role with you and I was doing a few games on the road that it would be I'd have the easier job as far as travel goes, but now I'm learning your little flight from New Orleans or from uh yeah, I guess New Orleans to Charlotte is a lot easier than me. I had some travel woes this weekend, Jake, going to Green Bay. Would you mind if I took some time to complain? I I, I my ears are open and I think our audience would love <laughs> to hear. Well, first we got we can talk about the game and our thoughts, and and in general, it was an amazing atmosphere, Jake, to be sitting in the booth with the windows open, calling the game, with the snow falling down, and as good of a game as it was, although it didn't go our way, it was exciting. And so after the game, and I want to hear your thoughts on the game, but after the game, the snow is continuing to come down quite hard. And when when I travel, I don't travel with the team, right? Because I'm coming from Idaho, so I'm on my own. As soon as the game's over, I'm one of the masses of people that are trying to figure out how to get home. And it's honestly been a cool experience to see post-football game what that's like. And it's made me just appreciate the fans so much more to deal with the transportation nightmares of post-NFL football game. Because, as you know, traveling with the team, we're so spoiled. You just get on the bus, police move everybody out of the way, you go straight to the airport, right? Well, when you're one of – Exactly. When you're one of – 
when you're one of the fans, which I am essentially, once the game's over, you're on your own. So I've had to walk, you know, in, in Arizona, I walked to the Uber lot, which was like 100 miles away, and I got yelled at for not going where I was supposed to go. And then uh, San Francisco or San Jose, you know, I had to figure out how to get to the airport. So it's been an adventure. But in Green Bay, it was snowing hard, Jake. And as you know, Green Bay is not a gigantic metropolis. So there's not <laughs> a million ways to get out of Lambeau Field. So I decided our ho team hotel, the, the team had already left, but I was staying another night at the hotel. It was about four miles away. And I told you I was going to walk to the stadium, I thought, right? Yes, right. Well, I ended up riding the bus. So instead of walking to the stadium, I said, you know what? It's snowing. It's dark. It's in Lambeau. I'm properly equipped. Or it's in Green Bay. I'm just going to walk home, Jake. So it was like 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I, I start walking home. I'm the only guy on the street because it's snowing so hard. But I'm thinking to myself, am I the kind of guy that can't do a, a four-mile walk in the snow just because it's kind of uncomfortable? And I okay, said, no, so I, I could do this. I could do this, Jake. I'm not that civilized yet. So I get to walk in and I'm and it's easy. It's like two turns, honestly, mostly just long straight streets. But then Jake, I'm about I'm about two miles in and I'm in the middle of nineteen seventy ranch style homes, Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? Just normal America neighborhood. And the unexpected happens. The sidewalk ended. Oh no. Oh, yeah. So now, Jake, I'm literally standing. It's 8.45. I'm in the pitch dark. I'm standing this, on the corner in Green Bay trying to decide now, do I just take off through everyone's yards and stay, on the, stay off the road that's full of snow? Or do I take, like, the gutter, basically, and go headfirst into traffic walking in the gutter for the remaining two miles, what would you have done? I would not have probably walked in people's roads. I would have walked through the gutter. <laughs> I, I would have just, you know, I would have challenged myself and said, you can do this. Let's do it. Well, I, yeah, and I was stranded. I won't lie. I pulled out my phone and I looked for an Uber because I was thinking, man, I don't know if I want to walk in the sloppy gutter because that's obviously the right situation. I don't know if I want to walk through the sloppy gutter or not. But I did it. It was a safe move. I went for it. I finally got home like an hour and a half after the after I first set out, and I felt good about myself. I made it. But that was just the beginning of my travel woes, Jake. Well, let's hear the rest. There was how, a, how did it there go was back? A Chicago, how did it go? There was a Chicago snowstorm, all right, the next Monday. So my flight was supposed to leave at 545 in the morning. Chicago snowstorm has got everything locked down in Chicago. No flights in, no flights out. Planes are sliding off the runway. So I'm sitting at the airport, and I got a decision to make. Do I spend another day in Green Bay, or do I figure out how to get myself home? And I say, I'm going to take option B. I'm going to figure out how to get myself home. So I find the only rental car remaining in the state of Wisconsin that hasn't been booked up yet by everybody trying to avoid Chicago. And I drive to Minneapolis, Minnesota, four hours across Wisconsin and catch a 8 o'clock flight out of Minneapolis to get me back safe and sound to Boise on Monday evening, Jake. It was a heck of a deal. How was the drive? Did you have <laughs> snow or was it kind of a picturesque, scenic? I mean, I'll say how, snow how flurries. It was picturesque okay. with snow flurries. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely not bad. I enjoyed it. A lot of corn and silos in Wisconsin, and it was on a four-lane highway, so it was pretty nice. But I made it home against, you know, you battled through the elements, and here I am to live to tell about it, Jake. So enjoy your nice southern climate 
uh, as you take the rest of these Panther home games for for the next couple. Thanks. Of weeks. Now the question would be the Rinnacore. Was it compact? Oh yeah, it was a compact, Jake. The Hyundai's smallest car Hyundai makes. And when you jam, I, I can handle being tight. It's you know I don't freak out. There's no claustrophobia or anything. But the problem is when you got longer legs, your leg will end up connecting with just one uncomfortable position on the console and for me on this car it was the lower right below my outer right knee like on the outside of my shin so you got to get creative with the body positioning when you got cruise control going shifting right and left i ended up the best spot for me was all the way on my left hip so like my butt was pointing towards the console kind of like i was sliding into home plate i've got a great picture of this (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so i made it made it home glad to be back but between that and then my 20 hour delay on the way to london just you know being on the road i'm a road warrior okay so let's i want okay that yeah that that all happened to you but you're tough you survive you survive <laughs> you know you you march you march through you know i'm proud of you i can't i want to know about the the press box in lambeau field yeah like the food oh, yeah. the press box i mean like what what was their pictures? The the history, the the old picture. Yeah. I mean, what did what was it like? Because I mean, I just that to me is like true, you know, NFL football when I think of it. Yeah, most uh, press boxes are fairly littered with all their the history and the accolades. And honestly, the San Francisco press box was quite cool too because they were li- reliving a lot of their '80s glory with Joe Montana and Steve Young pictures and whatnot up there. But Green Bay was awesome. I grew up you know, following the Packers and I enjoyed, you know, Brett Favre and Reggie White and those guys. So yeah, there was a lot of, of history signage up there. Um, I went, I went through the tunnel where the home team comes out and there's a sign that says something to the words of for over 80 years, champions have passed over this piece of concrete. Uh, and it's a, a, like a cutout from the original tunnel, even though they've remodeled it, you know, there's like a three foot swath of original concrete which is pretty cool. But then the food was dead on cheese, curds, bratwurst, sauerkraut, uh, macaroni and cheese. I mean, it was exactly what you would think would be in Lambeau field. And the, the radio team and I, we decided to have a competition who could eat the most bratwurst. And (laughs) the winner was, the winner was only two because we are, none of us are in shape for that amount of bratwurst. I think David Langton actually took the record with two. You'll have to check with him, but I believe that's correct. I only had one. I was a bit, I was all talk, Jake. I couldn't back it up. You know what? I am so jealous that you did this game and I didn't get to do that. I mean, I, I I'm just <laughs> I'm picturing being there. It's like I'm kind of one of these like that piece of concrete. I, I would have probably had like some you know chills on my arm. To me, that would be like. The old Boston Garden, the parquet floor of the Boston Garden. That's that to me is just like, gosh, is that is true NFL, man. I, I, oh, I'm yeah. jealous. The only thing that would have been better is if we would have won, Jake. If, well, if we would have won the game. And okay, it, it didn't go our way. What? Let's hit. Let's hit on this. So see. I'm watching this game, and I'm watching everybody kind of slide around this field. Uh, it looked pretty slippery. Uh, and they and they have heaters underneath the field also to make sure it doesn't freeze. So I'm watching this game, and I'm not gonna lie, I um I'm all about protecting the quarterback Jordan, but yeah. I haven't got that upset in a while when I saw the perfect twist 
that we ran on defense, and Gerald McCoy makes the the legal the legalist of legalist hits. I don't know if those are words that I just put together. Uh, we get the point. And I see this flag, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, this is a crucial moment in the game. They got to keep the ball. We would have gotten the ball in great field position. I was, uh, needless to say, Jordan, I was pretty perturbed. Well, Jake, you sent me a text expressing your frustrations with that play. <laughs> to understand what you were looking or what you what you thought of that. But the big thing there, I mean, the game, obviously we were lost by eight points, but think about what would happen if we would have got the ball back there at midfield. We could have scored three points. We could have scored a touchdown. Who knows? But Gerald McCoy obviously did a great job of making up for that with the big stop at the end of the half. But just a, ran a little short in that game, Jake. But honestly, I came out of it feeling optimistic about the future of the organization and, and the team. I think Kyle Allen did a heck of a job. What'd you think? I thought he did a really good job. You know, listen, let's hit, let's hit, uh, you know, I'm going to start with the, the rough points, um, the interception in the red zone. And, and he's going to learn from that. That is, he is just hasn't played. And you're going to learn from that. You know, he, he steps up in the pocket. I'm hollering run, and it's so much easier when you're watching on TV. And then he tries to make the throw and just doesn't feel the safety coming across. And so he's going to learn from that play. But just the way we came back in the second half with the snow coming down, you're playing the Packers, who I know this stadium was loud, and just to continue that drive all the way down to the last play of the game, I thought there was growth and maturity, and I think it's something uh, – I think it's a huge um, way for us to – to kind of move forward and to hang our hat on that because the belief that the team has now, not only in Kyle, I know they always had belief, but I just think, and I read some of the quotes from after the game from some of the linemen from Greg Olson about how the moxie Kyle showed and lead them down the field. And yeah, everybody's disappointed the outcome. I love the play call at the end, put it in your best player's hand. I think Green Bay accidentally fell into that stop because they were misaligned. And the yep. defensive lineman jumped across the ball, meaning uh, his side of the ball, but he jumped across the center and went right in front of Greg Van, uh, Van Roten right before the snap. And to Greg's defense, he had his head looking back to be able to tell the center when the snap. And it was unfortunate. It, it just was unfortunate. Uh, but, gosh, I was very proud the way we came back, and I think it's something to build on. I really and truly believe that. No, I do. And, I, and your assessment of what happened there with Van Roten was dead on. I talked to him after the game told him, man, I've been I'm in a, that exact situation, but many close to it, and that's a tough block. All right, so now we're, we're where we're at. The Saints lost. They beat The Falcons beat them, who everybody had written off. So our division, Jake, is interesting now, you know, a couple weeks out from Thanksgiving. What do you think about the division? Then give me your Atlanta preview well okay going into the atlanta saints game atlanta it, it certainly looked like it was a dumpster fire um everybody thought that it was going to be a um a, a they were going to get rid of the coach he was going to be fired well they they kept the coach they go to new orleans and i i had many conversations sunday morning with people back home they were talking about this game was an afterthought and i just say guys this is the division game these guys know where everybody's pimples at in the division. It's tough. It's hard. <laughs> and I said, and Atlanta is going to, they're going to come in and play well. Their backs against the wall and you're going to find out about them because they do have some, some, some dudes on that team, so to speak. Well, sure enough, that's exactly what they did. They went into New Orleans game. They changed up a few things defensively. Running back gets hurt. They're playing another younger kid. 
um, the tight end goes out that game, but they came ready to play and they beat the Saints. And now they have all this momentum. They're feeling better about themselves, but they made a key. I think it's a key coaching move during the bye week. Raheem Morris, we all remember him. He was the young head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? You remember him? Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so he was the receiver coach for the Falcons. Well, they switched him over to the defensive side of the ball for another set of eyes, so to speak, uh, going into the Saints game. And in reading some of the, the, the clippings after from the secondary of, uh, of, of Atlanta and from the defensive players, they changed up a few things they did defensively, get more eyes to the quarterback, and gave, he gave them a different perspective of how the offense is going to attack them. And it kind of a lot of those guys said the game felt slower to us, uh, to us. And they made Drew Brees and the Saints offense, this was so potent, really look really looked inept. And I think they had six sacks that game. They only had six going into the game all season. So they played with a newfound light. So now we're playing a team that's feeling good about themselves. They changed up some things. And they're going to come in with some confidence. So this is going to be a heck of a battle. It's going to be a knockdown drag out in Panther Stadium on Sunday. Well, and, and I was talking to Steve Drummond before the game uh, last Sunday in Green Bay, and we were watching the beginning of the Falcons-Saints game. And Drummond, he's a football ops, stadium ops, jack-of-all-trades, right-hand man to David Tepper, who, who has been in the organization for a long time. But Steve was saying, what's it like playing a team when you have that big of a record difference, speaking about the Falcons versus Saints game? And I said, it doesn't matter at all when it's a division opponent because you've seen – your opponent, you've seen the Saints, you've seen the Falcons. The Panthers have seen the Falcons be in the Super Bowl just a few years ago, right? And now you see them at two and seven. You view them as the same team. And same with the Saints. We've seen the Saints really good. We've seen the Saints have years where they've struggled. We've seen them without their head coach who was suspended for a year. So it doesn't matter. When it's a division, it doesn't matter what the record is. Anybody can beat anybody. And to your point, Jake, especially when you got inner division coaching turnover from one team to the next everybody knows each other so dang well that it didn't surprise me at all to see that win and it's gonna be the same thing so now the falcons who just did us a favor by keeping our distance from the saints equal with both us and the saints losing now you hope the falcons you know kind of used all their energy last week winning at um at new orleans because now they got to come do it at our house yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. Everything, I'm going to echo those those same sentiments about playing a division game. You just, if you're not strapped and ready to play, you're just, you're not going to win. It's very simple. And you're right. We, we, we kept the difference from the Saints. We're only two games behind them. And the good thing, we can control what we can control going forward. We play the Saints twice. We still have Atlanta twice. I mean, we can, we can make some hay here. But it's got to start with turnover-free football. Uh, which we're, we're trying to address. Um, and I'm liking what I'm seeing, you know, us throwing the football some. We all – I'm not saying I take Christian for granted, but we all know what he brings to the table. That's week in and week out. And this is going to be an interesting matchup because Atlanta, their linebackers, especially this Deion Jones, a kid out of LSU, I watched him play. He's a legitimate 4-3, 4-4 guy. So – if Christian in the passing game, they're probably going to try to match up Samuel um, uh, on uh, Deion Jones. I'm sorry, on uh, Christian. So our young receivers, they they made some plays last week, and I loved. I don't know about you, I love seeing DJ Moore return the punts. 
I was so happy. I don't care if he fair catches everything. He's a, he was a dynamic punt returner in college, and that enabled him to, to, to be a first-round pick. So I thought that was a great move on our part, uh, putting him right, to at least uh, uh, catch punts. I mean, at, at the bare minimum, at least catch the punts. Well, 100%. And Steve Smith was his biggest fan when we drafted DJ Moore. And that's how Steve got the ball in his hands a number of times to start his career. Just more touches, man. That's exactly what I said on the air as well. More touches for DJ Moore. I think it's only going to lead to bigger and better things. So uh, I, I'm home. Our time's up. I'm home. You got a couple in a row, Jay. Get your mind right. Work hard. Have a good Thanksgiving. Next week, we'll have a lot to talk about after the uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, obviously, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But have a good time in Charlotte. And is is it a must win game? It's the last thing I'm going to ask you: Is this a must win? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go out and say it's a must win. I mean, uh, one, you're at home. You know, you're yep. you're at home, division game. You're coming off of a tough loss that you battled. You're behind. Yeah, they're all must wins. Listen, you the saying we'd always say: You have to win November, December. I mean, th- this is the this is where the teams start to separate themselves, be it good or be it bad. This is when you start to separate yourself um, and get yourself in position to hopefully be playing after the ter- after the uh, the new year. I mean, so I look at it as a must game, and it is a division rivalry. We can say it's hated or whatever. Or whatever. I mean, it, it's competitive hatred. I mean, you hate teams in your division. I mean, it is what it is. It, it's it's a hatred. You want to beat them. Well, good luck while you're out there. I agree. Got to win. But hopefully we're talking about good things next week, Jake. Appreciate it as always. I enjoy talking to you. Have a great week, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you.